0: Where did
1: I park? (sighs) Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out, where did I park? I'm your host Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Big shout out to everybody who tuned in last week to hear me and my sister riff it up and riff through some things over Christmas break. I appreciate her coming on, uh, especially when she was over here helping and then uh, getting back to Raleigh and surrounding areas in time to do her shows also uh, shout out to anybody who's listening because of her hopefully you'll tune in for a while and uh jump back and catch some of what you missed but uh whether you're here for one time or you're here for the long run uh, i appreciate it so thank you while i'm talking about appreciating things i wanted to talk about quick things before we get into the episode today star wars uh was dope i saw it uh, hopefully everybody checked it out um I thought it was good. Uh, not great. I think it was a good ending and closure to everything. Uh, I know they tried to close a lot of loops and rearrange some plot twists, uh, pretty quickly, but I kind of went in with low expectations. I didn't expect them to make all the fixes that made that would have made everything right. I just wanted to be entertained. And I think I was entertained. I think they came in too hot. So for the first hour, maybe an hour and 10 minutes, it was, uh, it was going pretty hard and then you kind of had to land the ship so they just tried to land it slowly so uh there's a lot of fan service and everything else but i think it still worked out i was entertained um that's kind of one of the few movies of franchises i'll definitely look forward to seeing uh, in theaters and stuff like that so i had the imax 3d xd whatever you call that stuff i had all that the bells and whistles and like the score and the music the way it was hitting the way the sound effects were hitting, it was kind of perfect, um, based on where I was at. So, that's my uh, one minute or so review on Star Wars. It was dope. I was entertained. wasn't moved. I'm also not going to argue about it. But uh, let's go ahead and start the show for real. So today, I had an opportunity to talk with a very good friend of mine. We've been friends since like sixth or seventh grade. Uh, we've grown up together. We've hung out and spent time with each other's families and you know, done everything. Suffice it to say, this is my dog. This is my boy. Um, but Marcus Kyler, um, AKA pastor Marcus or your digital pastor as he's now known as these days is a phenomenal person who's really been through a lot of ups and downs and has really taken on a positive attitude in kind of figuring out life and figuring out, um, where he belongs in it kind of, uh, removing what he thought he knew about stuff and finding out what he knows for sure now and never really losing hold of his faith and his balance and the things that kept him grounded. Um, we have been part of the same unfortunate club um, of losing mothers too early uh, for quite a while now uh, as we roll up on the uh, anniversary of his mom's passing, but he has uh, just been a good friend overall too. So. I'm really excited to talk to him. Uh, We'll try to narrow it down. This is kind of a bad situation for people who like the short episodes because both him and I talk way too much. So um, hopefully we'll try to narrow it down. And I I just really want to get some detail and perspective on uh, some of the things that he set up for himself uh, in the last year or two, you know, heading into like New Year's and setting up for resolutions just to really Help get his life on track and i think it's worked pretty well but i want to hear kind of from his mouth um, how everything came to be and how he's doing and uh maybe we can pick up some gems and uh use some some of these things for our everyday lives and what we want to do in 2020 and beyond so hope you guys enjoy it here's pastor marcus aka your digital pastor pastor marcus what's up cp man what's happening Man, same old, same old. Tired out from Christmas. Uh, too many gifts. Too much time off. I'm actually kind of ready to get back to work. And this uh, schedule is getting messed up. And these kids got too much energy. Yeah, man.
0: It doesn't get uh It doesn't get any easier anytime soon, man. <laughs> That's
1: what they tell me, man. But um, obviously, I mean, we've been friends since forever, and to skip a lot of the main stuff and just kind of fast forward to after we graduated from school and you decided to move back to Michigan just talk about like how the journey started and kind of what you thought was going to happen um I know you did some big things within the church so but you you can highlight it way better than I can you know I don't remember all that well shoot
0: man before we even get to there let's um let's back up a little bit man uh we we graduated in 2005 I believe you graduated in may i graduated in december and um mm. so so yeah before i even uh made the which on the surface was a very weird decision to uh to, to move back to michigan uh after being in, in, in atlanta for uh five and a half years um i got it back all the way up to 2001 when uh i i accepted my call to uh to the christian ministry um You know, it was one of those things, and a lot of people, man, will tell you when they um, when when they were answering the call to ministry that it was something that they struggled with because Mm -hmm. um, you know they they it it just wasn't something that they wanted to do or it was something that they were scared about. Um, Me, I'm not going to necessarily say that it was something that I. Wanted to do or was pursuing, uh, per se, because I don't think ministry is necessarily something that you ever pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with, with me, one of my um, one of my hang ups, and, and, and actually, two actually, there were two hang ups, and, and and one of them, um, one of them we might end up getting to later, I'm not sure. But um, the the, the one main hang up at the time was uh, I had gone to school for Um, electrical engineering Um, uh, and and, uh, I I applied and it was accepted to two schools coming out of high school that was the University of Michigan and uh, Morehouse Morehouse gave me a full tuition scholarship so uh, that's where I ended up going Uh, and uh, U of M gave me five thousand dollars so the full tuition was a little bit more than um, than uh, the five thousand dollars so I made my way down to Atlanta Now Morehouse, Morehouse doesn't have its own engineering program and so they uh, they partnered with um, Georgia Tech and uh, a whole bunch of other schools, and um, I I definitely would have uh, ended up doing uh, the rest of my program uh, at U of M had uh, had that been uh, an option, but it wasn't. So uh, you know, so I did my last two years at Georgia Tech. But in 2001, you know, I'm I'm just you know taking you know my my my, my science, my math classes. I'm I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing my engineering thing. I'm doing my internships and everything. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the Lord is, is is speaking to me and telling me, uh, you know, I want you to, uh, you know, I want you to preach my word. And um, I'm going to have you, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to have you uh, minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to have you to, you know, go into ministry once you leave school. And so my struggle at the time was, you know, do you want me, the Lord, to change my major? You know what I'm saying? This is. Like I'm, I'm not seeing the congruence. You feel me between um, I- engineering and 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 ministry at the time, and so I was really struggling with that thing. But but um, I, I heard the voice of the Lord very audibly say, you know, just go ahead. And you're gonna uh, stay in uh, your major, and I'm actually going to use. Um, you know, what you're learning and, and I'm going to I'm going to use all of that uh, for for my glory. And I'm going to uh, everything that you're learning now, you're going to end up using it uh, either directly or indirectly uh, you know, throughout your ministry. So uh, so I went on and, and, and stayed in there, you know, did my uh, did my five years, my three at Morehouse, my, my two, which became two and a half years at Georgia Tech. And then mm-hmm. um, and then and then my my last semester at georgia tech um you know which is common for you know uh, graduating seniors you know most people spend their last uh, semester or or even their last year um you know flying out to different parts of the country and and and, uh uh, interviewing and and trying to figure out you know where they're going to start their careers and people just basically go where the jobs are and with with me i I knew that i had a different path Um, I accepted my call in 2001, but in 2002, I, you know, really had an encounter with God where he told me and and I wasn't, I wasn't really receptive to it. I, 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 I resisted it for, for a long time, but, um, I couldn't resist it, you know, uh, ultimately. And God said, you know, "I, I want you to go back home after you finish school. And I really didn't want to. Uh, you know because I loved Atlanta you know what I'm saying I, I really loved being down there and I, I I just thought that that's where I was gonna uh, you know start my life and start my career and even if I didn't end up starting my career you know in the A I was gonna do the same thing that everybody else was doing you know I was gonna you know um just try to figure out where the best jobs were and and, mm-hmm. and try to get it popping that way and then uh, you know once I figured out where I was going to you know plant my plant myself and, and and put my roots down you know what I'm saying I was going to uh you know go to seminary wherever wherever I was cuz I was going to do that too you know my plan my plan was to you know to be an engineer and, and, and to also be uh you know a minister of the gospel you know what I'm saying but right. uh, it, it it never really uh it, it never really panned out like that uh so as everybody was uh, flying all over the country and, and doing their interviews or whatever. I was just going to class every day and, and, and doing my thing because I knew I was going right back home uh, after I graduated. And the unfortunate thing with that was there was really no jobs. Like there were next to no jobs at all um, in 2004, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight it, you know, the job market um, mm-hmm. in the Detroit area really did not pick back up until um, like 2010, you know, 2011. And so, you know, by that time, I had really struggled that whole time to really get my footing in engineering. And so my career kind of ended before it even began. And so I was just focusing on ministry and, and, and doing my thing. And so I ended up going to uh, to, to seminary, you know, right after uh after school uh, did that full time uh from 2006 through uh, 2009 and then uh, a lot of stuff happened you know um you know within that time uh you know got married in in 2008 uh got or- got ordained in 2007 started pastoring uh, actually in 2008 as well and um
1: and you came out the gate hot
0: Uh yeah man i i, I guess i did man um and and that was, and, and, and coming out the gay hot man, that was kind of interesting, I guess, because I like to, I would like to think that it has something to do with me. But um, I think that, you know, where I was uh, in, in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, uh, I think that, you know, just me being faithful and me, and, and, and me um, you know, getting my education as quickly as I did and, you know, me being available, but also, Um, Me being a a, a young pastor or whatever, I think that uh, set me up to kind of get moved up faster than in uh, in retrospect, perhaps I should have been, to be very honest. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I don't know if that was necessarily the the best thing for me. Uh, Ultimately, you know, I I did the um, I did the best that I could. But, you know, it's kind of hard when, you know, you're really the youngest one out there. And, you know, you don't really, you don't really have a whole lot of guidance, uh, a whole lot of, uh, you know, mentorship at the time. And and so I was just kind (laughs) of, I was just kind of out there, man, you know, just trying to figure it out along the way. And, you know, had a lot of missteps,
1: but, you know, did the best that I could. You did your thing for a little bit and then, um, you know, things went really good. And then you got a quote unquote promotion and then things didn't go as well and it kind of set you up for the next stage in life. And that kind of gave you the, the tools, we'll call it, that you needed to write your book.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, after four years of, of, of pastoring, uh, well, af- well, actually, after three years of pastoring um, the, the church that I was at in Canada, Um, I I got promoted to the office of uh, presiding elder, which is basically um, so in the in the district that I was in, I was in Canada and there were nine churches, uh, including mine. And basically the position that I had of uh, presiding elder that I got promoted to was basically overseeing uh, those nine churches in addition to the capacity of my own church. Uh, The typical uh, person who would be promoted to such a role uh, would be. At least late 50s on up to um, the official retirement age in the AV church, which is 75. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. so me being 29 appointed to this position, this was, uh, you know, uh, history making, you know, it it was unprecedented. And, you know, even though I was young and and even though um, my predecessor uh, wasn't actually able to help me that much because. Um, He was fighting for his little life, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was really the reason why I got the appointment in the first place. Um, You know, I was just kind of out there or whatever. And I think that I I, I was faithful to the position or whatever. But the bishop ended up moving me from from Canada and moving me from that position uh, to uh, the church that I was at in Flint. And, And actually, even though it wasn't a promotion necessarily, as far as position was concerned, because I was no longer a presiding elder, uh, the, the bishop did it because he was trying to put me in a place where I was going to earn more money because because uh, uh, my second child was on the way and you know we we were doing okay at the time you know not great you know financially but you know we were we were making it but he was trying mm-hmm. to put me in a position where um, I would basically be doubling my salary uh, going to this church uh, you know little little did he know that the the church felt that with a new pastor coming in that would be an opportunity for them to to uh, cut the pay you know even though it was you know a lot less than what the previous pastor was making I was I I was trying to what's what's the word I'm looking for I was trying to have like a long-term view of the situation right? and and so uh, I was like you know what I'm gonna just take this as an opportunity because I felt like um, you know if I'm there long enough and, and they let me do my thing, and the and the Lord does His thing through me. Then I was confident that together that we could grow the church, and that that salary would end up you know going up as we grew the church. But right. uh, you know things never uh, materialized, and so um, so leaving the church after after that one year, you know it, it was it was devastating, and, and it had a lot of um, uh, lingering effects. And even as I was going through the situation that uh, had me to, uh, to to ultimately resign from the church and, and and really leave pastoral ministry altogether, I knew when I was going through that situation that I would one day write a book about it because I just felt like there were some things that I was learning and that I was going through that I felt like I could use to to help other people because I didn't want anybody to have to go through what I uh, went through and if they did have to go through what I went through, I wanted them to have some tools to be able to uh, to, to get through that situation and to, you know, to be encouraged in their process. And so, uh-huh. um, you know, leaving that church and then wrote the book in uh, 2015, which was uh, after I uh,
1: finished my uh, of ministry. The, the popular thing is to say that, um, you know, I never lose. Either I win or I learn. But, um, you know, things that I always say, uh, every win is not a win and every loss is not a loss. So if, if you're okay with calling that a loss, does the book give you any type of, I guess, feeling like you're going to get back into the game or does that give you a, a, a time to shift or, or where does that put you in as far as mindset?
0: Um, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this offline or not, but, uh, that, that book, to be very honest with you cost me on my marriage. Um and I'm I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna keep it real. I'm not gonna necessarily delve too deep into how it did, but that book didn't necessarily help me in the way that I intended uh, intended it to. Not just mm-hmm. because not just because um it 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 cost me on my marriage ultimately, but because um, the other reason why, um, I was writing that book, you know, I wanted to, I really wanted to help people. So I, I started my doctor of ministry program in 2012. It's a three-year program. So I finished the program. I defended my uh, dissertation in November of uh, 2014. So, um, so by the time, you know, January 1st, 2015 hits, you know, I'm, I'm finished. I'm, I'm officially, you know, Dr. Marcus Kyler. And, and all I got to do is, uh, you know, walk across the stage in May. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I set a goal for myself because I knew that if I took a break for long enough that I wasn't going to, you know, the the, the giddy up in my motor to write that book. So I wanted to take the, the next three months to write the book. Uh, I wanted to write it right away while I was still kind of in, you know, the flow of, of working and, and uh, academia and, and everything like that. I wanted to do that because what was going on in my life at the time was honestly, um, I had been out of work, you know, this is 2015. Now I had been out of work since I, you know, left pastoral ministry in August of 2013. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was doing some, you know, consulting on the side, but, uh, you know, honestly, that wasn't necessarily bringing in, uh, a whole lot of income. If anybody is familiar with the, um, with the, uh, with the site Fiverr, you know, doing a lot of gigs on there, you know, nickel and diming it with my gift and, and just trying to, you know, earn a few dollars that way. And I was just trying to do some things here and there to try to stay afloat or whatever. But as far as, you know, earning like a real income, it, you know, it had already been, um, you know, a solid year and a half by that time that I had been out of work. And mm. uh, all of my other colleagues who were graduating at the time, you know, they were um, you know they were getting promoted they were um you know they were expanding some of them their consulting businesses and they were starting new ventures and and they were um you know getting opportunities to speak and uh and, and some of them had even gotten the opportunities to uh, to teach at the seminary uh opportunity which I did not get um unfortunately even though i i, I had been uh you know trying to do that but um you know they they were getting um, you know promoted to pastor to, to the pastorate or whatever they were you know getting pastoral appointments and they were getting uh, basically there was elevation all around me and i'm looking at my life and i'm like dang you know the, everybody got something really going on or whatever as we're graduating and leaving and i don't really have anything going on so i wanted the book to really be able to help jumpstart uh, my consulting um mm-hmm. Because, you know, not only was I doing, um, you know, co- communications consulting as far as, um, you know, helping churches with social media, which, which is a lot about a lot of what my um, doctoral project and research was about. But I also wanted to uh, open up that consulting to uh, to help churches uh, and, and, you know, to help pastors and, and to help you know denominations as a whole really begin to develop programs to. Uh, to 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 help pastors who uh, felt like they they were in need of you know some kind of counseling or, or, or some kind of um, you know just some kind of support groups uh, for people who you know they 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 just felt the, the the weight of pastoral ministry and I wanted to you know try to help churches and help denominations uh, on a, on a consultancy basis you know really help people try to stay in ministry and 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 and, and so I I was thinking that writing the book would help to um to help create an avenue for consulting that wasn't there before and you know i'm looking around and and i had been applying for you know different jobs and nothing was really coming through and i i just didn't really see any other way that i was gonna feed my family than to to really try to get this consulting thing popping and things just necessarily didn't happen the way that i wanted them to unfortunately well
1: you know uh Man plans. God laughs. That's the easy way of saying it. But absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and our timeline is nowhere near uh, his. So we uh, we tend to have everything laid out and jump the gun and forget to, you know, do things like pray about it or at least listen for the answer. Right. Sometimes we, we pray and feel like we're just checking the box off and then we uh, forget to hear uh, if he actually said yes, no, or, or hold on or not yet or anything like that. We just right. like, oh, I, I put it out there. I'm, I'm going to go get it. Right. It's, it's like when you order online and they tell you to wait for uh, the confirmation before you come to the store and pick it up. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> the way you said that, uh, just trying to go get it. That's That was my mentality at the time was just trying to go get it, man. So that that is exactly where my mindset was at the
1: time. So um, suffice it to say um, the work work kind of stinks. The, the book doesn't go like you want it to home isn't as awesome as you'd like it to be. And you know, that happens for a while. Um, How do we uh, break the change? How do we, what, what do we do differently to kind of change our thought process and get us moving in a different direction? Um, 'm I'm, try, I'm trying to be
0: i'm trying to be wise with uh with um how i how i answer this
1: but this is not oprah so
0: no oh a- absolutely not man but um i i do wanna i wanna be encouraging to the uh, to to the people who are listening there was a period of time in the middle of twenty eighteen when you know the the light finally came on you know because you know, I'm I'm in the midst of struggle for you know for for years, you know, struggling with the same issue for you know a really long time, and um, I I can remember like it was yesterday, um, I had I had put something on my Instagram stories, you know, seasons change, you know, we have four seasons in a year. You know, regardless of where you live on the planet, if, if you're in a if you're in a cold weather climate or if you're in a warm weather climate, you have four seasons. Now, those four seasons may uh, <laughs> there's some places where those four seasons look the same as others. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, where, where I am in, in Michigan most years, not necessarily right now, but um, but most years, you know, you have four very distinct seasons seasons change you're gonna have four seasons in a year but um when you when your situation is not changing then you know that's no longer a season that's just a way of life and i had to look at my situation i had to say you know what man this is not a season this is not just a this is not just something i'm going through you know what i'm saying this is this is not just adversity this is what my life has become Mm. and um I'm glad I remembered this. I haven't I haven't told anybody this story, but basically, um, this was in May, and really the change happened in, in June of 2018. But we um, re- rewind a month earlier. Um, I'm I'm at home, the kids are at school, and you know I'm 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 sitting in the kitchen. I'm I'm trying to work, and um, I'm I'm sitting at the island, you know, just 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 trying to work, and all of a sudden I'm getting real dizzy. And like, like, like I'm about to pass out, you know, shortness of breath. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I know that I wasn't feeling right. And, you know, in that moment of, uh, you know, being intensely dizzy and, 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 and getting ready to fall out, shortness of breath, don't know what's happening. My, my whole life fl- flashes before my eyes. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be dramatic right now, but this is, this is like, this is really what happened. Like, my, I'm seeing my whole life flash before my eyes. And I'm thinking to myself in this moment that I'm that I'm dizzy. I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know mm-hmm. if I need to you know, call a doctor or or, you know, try to get myself together and, and, and drive um, to, to the nearest hospital, which was, which was about 10 minutes away. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I was really trying to figure out, OK, is this what I need to do? And, and as I'm sitting there contemplating, I'm just I'm just seeing my whole life. And I'm wondering to myself, you know, is this it? Is this really what life is all about? Like, is, is this really what I have to pass down, you know, to my children? Is this really mm. the legacy that I'm that I'm going to pass down to my girls? You know, what really would have amounted of my life and all that I put into it, if this is all that it is? You know, nothing changes from you know where I am right now. Thank God the Disney has stopped after several minutes, and I ended up not having to go uh, to the hospital. But I knew in that moment that there was, uh, you know, some change that that needed to take place. And uh, mm. you know, it was still a, it was still about a month until uh, I had the breakthrough mentally that that propelled me to make that change. But I knew that there was some change that was going to have to happen. I wasn't, I, I was in bad shape, you know, at that time I was over 400 pounds. Um, I was, you know, largely sedentary and, and, you know, I just wasn't taking my care of myself, uh, the way that I needed to. And, uh, I knew that any breakthrough that I was going to have to have, or, or any, I knew that my first path, you know, on the way back to, um, uh, you know, to any kind of, just just any kind of blessings in my life. I knew that I was gonna have to start taking care of my health and mm. and I, I was able to start doing that uh, you know, by the grace of God. But uh, you know, that's really where that's really where it all began was uh was at that point.
1: Right, right. That's deep. To kind of bring everything up to where we're we're getting to at the end of last year, was that? Um when the big thing happened, I guess at the end of twenty eighteen like social media and instagram was popping up with these uh top nine or best nine things that you call them and they were like your basically your nine favorite photos or the nine photos that got the most likes or something like that yeah some some type of you know end of the year wrap up type of deal i honestly wasn't paying too much attention to a lot of them just because you know they're just pictures and they're just whatever you know some of them were cool some of them were Or some like dedications to people that they may have lost or just something deep like that. But a lot of them was like, you know, here's me on this vacation. Here's me on that vacation. Here's me graduating. Um, And then if you have a kid in that year, it's like, here's month one. Here's month nine. Here's the kid. Here's the, you know, and obviously I post my kids all the time. So I'm guilty of it too. So. I wasn't paying too much attention, and then I happened to see yours one day, and I was like, well, this looks like something Marcus would do. It's all words, and all <laughs> probably de- it's all probably deeper meanings, but at the same time, you also did a podcast about it. I can't remember what part of your podcast series you were on on that one, but I remember tuning in and listening, and you were explaining how you uh, you decided to do your best nine um, if you wouldn't mind, tell us how you kind of thought of that, and then we can kind of go through some of the highlights from,
0: them. uh, so first of all, yeah, that, that, um, episode that you're talking about, um, it was episode number 22 of my podcast. It was, it, w- it was, titled my, uh, my 2018 best nine, uh, the power of shaping your own narrative. And, uh, and, and uh, consequently, that was my second most listened mm. uh, podcast to date, the podcast episode, um, the, 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 the second most listened um, out of all of them. And, it's probably uh,
1: my favorite one, to be honest with you.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know what? It's interesting you say that because I actually got probably um, probably got more feedback, not necessarily on that podcast. I got more feedback on that particular post in addition to the podcast more than probably anything that I've ever posted. I'm not even necessarily trying to be deep Uh, at at the time that I was writing it. You know, I I wanted to, I wanted to say something meaningful and significant because I I always aim to say something meaningful and significant, but I didn't know, you know, at the time, if I was just, you know, doing something corny that, or or that, that would be regarded as corny in the end, you know what I'm saying? And then it was actually, um, you know, well received, but, um, you know, really, my mentality at the time was, um, you know, like like you said, you know, you see you see everybody, you know, with their pictures and and, you know, if you find yourself in a in a situation that looks much different than you know, what you see or whatever, then it can look like everybody else is flexing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just, mm-hmm. just like with um, with, with, with everybody's uh, family Christmas pictures that they put on I.G., you know, it, it looks like everybody's flexing. They're flexing their beautiful family. They're they're flexing their relationships, you know what I'm saying? They're they're flexing this and and, and they're 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 flexing um, you know, their prosperity or, or, or whatever whatever is happened. it's like that's how it can be looked at if you feel like your life doesn't look anything like that. And so mm-hmm. I knew that at the time when I was when I was doing that, now it's twenty eighteen. I I haven't been uh, and, and this is just, you know, me being honest, I don't know if anybody really uh, ever really paid attention or ever realized this, but I I really hadn't worked full time from 2013 all the way through, you know, 2018. You know what I'm saying? And so I've been in that same situation for all that time. And so, you know, what what am I really, you know, accomplishing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm feeling like, you know, how is my life, um, you know, really in any ways significant, uh, at that point in time. And so I really had to, um, just step back and look at, uh, what the Lord was doing in my life because, uh, God had really been doing some things in my life, um, in 2018, but they weren't necessarily things that, uh, translate to social media. And so I wanted to try to, uh, take something that I think would translate to social media because you wouldn't see what God was doing in my life through pictures. But if I if I gave you some words and, you know, I, I, I gave you some, you know, some definitive phrases that could that that could um, that could show you that could tell you what was going on in uh, 2018, then that would give you a better idea, you know, um, of how God was really blessing me. And I felt like that was the only way to really convey that. And so that was just my different. That was just my unique take on uh, the best nine. And, and um, so, you know, I wanted to put something out there that was uh, significant. But then I also wanted to to be an encouragement to somebody who uh, may have felt like they were in the same position. You know, you you don't feel like um, your life is as significant as uh, what you're looking at. You feel discouraged because you're looking at everybody's um, polished, everybody's presentation of themselves and you're comparing it to um to the the rough draft or you're comparing it to uh what's going on with you behind closed doors when all that we ever do is post the best of ourselves you know what i'm saying and so that comparison right. trap that we end up getting ourselves into um you know if if life is not going as well as you want it to then that comparison trap gets you in trouble and so i, I just wanted to try to help people man and, and, and try to encourage somebody and let them know that you know uh even if you feel like uh, things aren't necessarily where you want them to be um, here's a way that you can celebrate what's going on anyway you know because God is doing something in your life and whether you feel like it's significant or not you know celebrate that and and if that if that is your best nine then it's your best nine and and, and celebrate it thank God for it and and encourage somebody else in the process and so that was just the whole point of me doing that
1: Let's try to run through these and just kind of touch on what you were saying and kind of where you're at with it now. I got honest with myself. What were you, what did you have to get honest about? I had to get honest with just with where I was
0: uh, in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, My circumstances, whether, um, whether it was my health, you know, whether it was my marriage, whether it was my, um, you know, employment situation, um, you know, All of those things uh, and more, you know, really, but all of those things were really at uh, a a standstill. And I could continue to make excuses and say that, hey, well, you know, this this is happening and that is happening. And I I could say, well, you know, if this if I could just get this one opportunity or whatever, then I feel like that would turn everything around. And and um, and I had to really be honest with myself and say, you know what? And really, to, to be specific, I was under The impression for a long time I felt like if I could just get you know a a particular opportunity from a professional standpoint I just felt like if I was able to stabilize you know the the job situation and stabilize um, the finances then I felt like that would help me to really be able to turn everything else around or whatever and so I I, I staked so much in that when um, you know really there was nothing that was going to change my situation my my situation was what it was and uh i had just i had to just get to a point where i had to realize you know nothing was going to change with that um Mm -hmm. until i decided to make some changes nothing was going to um uh change anymore with um with uh with my marriage unfortunately nothing was going to change with my health uh, the way the, with what I was doing or whatever. I, I had to, you know, make a concerted effort to do some things differently than I had ever done uh, before. And, uh, and and so I had to be honest with myself and say, you know what? There's no circumstance. You know, you can't blame any circumstances. You can't blame that, you know, you you haven't gotten this opportunity or or, or th- this hasn't happened and that hasn't happened or whatever. That's old news. You have to look within yourself and say, hey, what am I not doing? What am I doing or what am I not doing? You know, just work on what you can work on and start controlling the controllables and, and then
1: see what happens. And it kind of answered the the next one. I gained some clarity. It seems like getting honest with yourself allowed you to kind of see where you were at. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest gifts that you can ever,
0: um, you know, give yourself is. Um, to be honest with yourself and, and, uh, and gain clarity about um, who you are and even more importantly, probably, who you aren't. Right. If you want to be who you aren't, what is the gap between you know, who you are and who you desire to be, or where you are right now and, and, and where you desire to see yourself? Where is that gap and how are you responsible for the gap that, that
1: gap that exists? And that's where clarity is. With that clarity and talking about that gap, you also said you relearned what was really possible for me. So now that you've got this clarity, what did you learn about yourself that that allowed you to be, you know, have a different light on what's possible?
0: I don't know if this is the case for most people, but um, maybe perhaps some therapy or just further introspection, Will will help me to to really be able to figure this out, but I feel like my health and just my overall outlook on life has always been directly intertwined. You feel me? Like, um, um yeah. I, I, um, I was able to. Now we go all the way back, um, real quick. If we go all the way back 2000. This was our freshman year, man. I remember when when we when we came home for uh i can't remember if this was uh christmas or thanksgiving and you know we we all had um our uh typical uh sleepover at um at at the at the home of a person who will remain nameless and i remember um somebody had a video camera or whatever and this was before of course uh camera phones or whatever somebody was taking a video shot or whatever and and i don't know i guess um they might've hooked up their camera or something like that or hooked up their camcorder and was, was playing it back through the TV. And I guess we were just clowning and acting a fool or whatever. And I was looking at myself and I guess that, that was really the first time that I had really gotten a chance to look at myself, uh, in a while. And, you know, I was just, I was just, just seeing like, dang, you know, I'm really a lot bigger than I really thought. And, um, you know, I really need to get control of this. And and, and I'm, I remember at that time, this was this was, um, you know, uh, November, December of our freshman year. I'm 350 pounds at the time. Right. And so that freshman 15 or whatever, I had already put on a freshman 30 just within that first semester. And so uh, I knew that I just I needed to get control of that. And so from from that point, I just made a concerted effort to uh, and, and, and this was over years from 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 the middle of um, freshman year all the way through um, you know graduating in uh, December of 2005 I went from, from 350 down to two below 230 like like within like the two like 220s 220 to 225 or something like that and so I knew that I needed to get that together and as I was and, and as I did that I, I I was feeling a lot better um, about myself.
1: To not spoil it, you know that was college, and then life happens after that. And going through years of uh, the ups and downs that you went through, it's no surprise to see that you know the weight shot back up. It shot back up with a lot of us, yours truly included. But um, on your post, you said I lost seventy pounds. Knowing you and talking to you every day, um, I know that that number is much bigger. So, what's the number right now?
0: The number, the number right now is uh, is one twenty. So, uh, yeah. oh, so basically, that seventy was from the middle of June through the end of um, through the end of December, and so the mm-hmm. next the next fifty is basically me maintaining. Twenty nineteen has been more of a of a maintenance year. It, this this year was significant, I think, from the weight loss standpoint, because even though I didn't lose it as fast as the year before, it was significant to let me know that. Um, I could maintain what I had been doing and still continue to uh, get better, even though it wasn't necessarily at as fast a clip. And I think that was important for me because, um, you know, being able to maintain, you know, that means I've established a lifestyle and, and one thing that uh, is really important for that, I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but uh, one thing that has really helped me to do that is really my approach to, to everything, um, as, as far as goals are concerned, as far as, you know, not necessarily looking at, um, you know, I want to do this by this time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I stopped focusing on that. I started focusing more on instead of saying, well, I want to be I want to be 250 by my birthday, March 1st. And so instead of saying that or whatever, instead of saying, you know, I, I got to lose 30 pounds in the next three months. Well, really, my goal has just been how many days in a row can I continue to do this? How can I continue to be consistent? And the thing that uh, really helped me to lose the weight was, okay, I've been consistent. Every day Mm -hmm. for the past 560 days, I've closed all three of my rings on on, on my Apple Watch. That's really been my focus. Close Mm -hmm. my rings every single day. And so with each passing day, it became a habit and then it became a lifestyle because Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine there being a day and I've, I've had some sickness some day. There've been some days that I've had the flu. I've been as sick as a dog. I could barely stand up. You know what I'm saying? I could barely get out of bed, but uh, you know, come hell or high water, I've closed my ring every day, you know what I'm saying? For the past, you know, over a year and a half now, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and that's, and that's just been my focus. Can I continue to do that every single day? Can I continue to show up every single day? And as I'm focusing on, on my individual days or whatever, then the overall what I want to happen um, has been happening.
1: You lost a bunch of weight and you've been consistent with it. Um, how has that helped you take a chance on yourself?
0: You know, th- that just really helped me, you know, overall, you know, in, in every area of my life to say, you know what, I can do better. Um, I can do better than I have been. Um, I can stop waiting on, you know, situations uh, to get better, and um, you know, just trying to keep it very general here. But I can I can stop waiting on, you know, the the situations to get better, and then Mm -hmm. just get better on my own. Not Mm -hmm. focus on my situation getting better, but if I'm just focusing on improving myself then um then it, it it allows me to uh to to do some different things taking a chance on myself um you know one way I, in which i need to take a, a chance on myself you know i i needed to really make a pivot um, from a professional standpoint you know what i'm saying um you know i i had this engineering degree and you know the, the the story with that you know and you know we've talked about this many times before and i and, and i think yeah i i even said it um You know, several minutes ago, I feel like my engineering career ended before I even got started just because of what was going on um, at the time with the job market um, in in Detroit. But, you know, I had to really let go as true as that was. I had to really let go of that and say, you know what? Um, Yeah, it happened. But let's try to do something different um, you know, I'm not pastoring anymore. Uh, you know, I'm still, you know, I, I, I still consider myself, you know, in ministry, I'm still doing ministry. It looks different now than it looked, um, you know, when, when I was in pastoral ministry, but, um, I really need to take, take a step back and, you know, let's take a chance and let's try to see if, I can still use this engineering degree that I got 15 years ago. <laughs> you feel right. me? And, and right. of, that, that that was really one of the big chances that I took on myself um, was saying, you know, I, let, let's try to, to get back in this thing. That's going to mean ma- taking a major step back as far as well now I um, I'm working at a place right now where uh, fortunately, unfortunately depending on how you look at that, but uh, I had to uh, to get a job at a place where not most of the people who were uh, at my place of employment uh, did not have uh, the education that I had. And, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and 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 actually, I probably I probably had more education than than, than anybody uh, in my building, uh, regardless of position. And 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 I'm talking about. Maybe even the uh, the, the uh, our station manager. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure. But I think I might even have more degrees than she has. But mm-hmm. I, I in the back of my mind, you know, I may I may think about that or whatever. But that doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, I had to look at that and say, well, am I going to get discouraged or or am I going to try to come in here with a bunch of arrogance and say, hey, well, you know what, I got all this education or whatever, and I should be doing this and I should be doing that, or can I just take every day? Uh, you know, for the gift that it is and focus on uh, doing my best every day and getting better every single day and seeing what happens. Uh, you know, you know, let's just take a different approach to this thing, because mm-hmm. it, it, it could be one thing for me to try to emphasize, well, hey, you know, I, I got I've had this, you know, education or whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, If I am, you know, working side by side with people who don't have that, then then what did that education really do for me? So that's not necessarily something that I can brag about. And that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily that I was trying to. But, you know, uh, if you if you're not careful and if you don't have enough self-awareness, if you if you you don't have enough introspection, then what can happen is that you can, you know, without even trying, you can, you know, you can fall into arrogance or whatever. So, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to you have to literally Put effort into continuing to take a step back and and really, you know, not allow yourself to um, think more highly of yourself than you ought to. You know, you should be confident in yourself. You th- you should think very highly of yourself, but not so highly that um, you know that you are unwilling or unable to look at your reality for what it really is at that point in time. If that makes any sense.
1: Mm, I think it does. And it it sounds like you put all of these things together to help you come out of this depression that you were in. And I I keep going back to it, man,
0: is, um, you know, seasons only last for so long. Seasons change, man. Like you, you, you have to continue to evaluate your circumstances. You have to keep checking in with yourself. You have to keep checking in with yourself and checking in with those who love you. And sometimes, you know, you might find yourself in a situation where you might not have a lot of people around you. That means you have to keep checking in with yourself and seeing where you are, where you want to be and figuring out how far the gap is between those two and seeing how you contribute to that gap between where you are and where you want to be continue checking in with yourself all the time and saying, "Hey, am I am, am I shortening that gap or is that gap widening or is that gap just staying the same?" And if it's mm-hmm. widening or staying the same, then, you know, then you have to take a step back and say, "Why is this gap not getting smaller? And what am I doing or what am I not doing?" Because at the end of the day, it's on me. Okay. It's not on anybody else. It doesn't matter who betrayed me, who Uh, You you know, it doesn't matter who didn't give me an opportunity. It doesn't matter who talked about me like a dog. It doesn't matter, you know, who, um, you know, it it doesn't matter that I got looked over for this or I got looked over for that or, um, you know, it doesn't matter what did or did not happen. What only matters is how I respond to every situation and, you know, what I do to move on from it and what I take away and what I learn from it. Because if I don't learn what I need to learn, then I don't, uh, you know, have the growth. I don't experience the growth that I need to experience. All
1: right. So the last one, um, and this will kind of work perfectly for us. Um, you did a major rebrand and, you know, a year later, I'm probably thinking that you're in another rebrand, but let's talk about how things have changed and, and how you look at things brand wise from now, like now, really my
0: online presence, you know, for several years, you know, my homepage was, uh, you know, Marcus at Kyler dot com. You know, I'm I'm, I'm you know, blogging on a regular basis and, you know, I am advertising my consulting services, you know, uh, on there or whatever and uh, working on. Even like kind of the, the promotional materials as I was, that I was putting out there, as far as you know, trying to reach out to different churches and and, and some of the things that I was publishing, they were focused on MarcusAKyler.com. But um, you know, I, I made a shift uh, toward the toward the latter part of um, 2018 to uh, to your digital pastor because uh, really that was more aspirational than anything else. The, the, the digital pastor, really, you know, what that is, is my my passion is digital ministry and using social media to to further you know ministry efforts. And not just mine, but, you know, helping churches, you know, show up um, better on social media. And really, that's what I'm passionate about more than more than anything in this world is, is doing that work. And I knew that um, even though um, I wasn't. Full time in that position, um, you know, it, it was aspirational as far as, hey, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life, and I know that I have a lot of insight, and I know that if I continue to build this brand and you know put stuff out there that shows my expertise, that uh, you know one day things are going to start to to connect, and so um, I was really uh, you know working on that real heavy. Um, toward the latter part of 2018 going into 2019. Um, but then, you know, kind of personally, you know, I was going through my go through, you know what I'm saying? And I really just had to shut everything down um, just so that I could uh, to, could really focus on, you know, getting through what I need to get through. And, that, and that's actually going to be um, on the next episode of uh, my podcast, really just talking about, um, you know, what I, you know, what you do, what what do you do when you feel like you don't have anything to talk about? Mm-hmm. Because your life your life is not going necessarily the way that you want it to go or your 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 brand is not really building the way that you want it to build or whatever. Um just because you feel like you need to take some time away. Like there 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 are people all the time who take time away from social media when they're going through The situations that they go through. I could always tell when that was happening with people uh, in in the past or whatever and I always said to myself, you know, I didn't really want to do that. I didn't Mm -hmm. really want to, you know, step away from social media completely or whatever because um, I wanted to be somebody who could take people through uh, my process because I feel like I'm an open book. I feel like I'm a person who's pretty transparent, pretty honest. And, you know, I want to I want to be able to walk people through what it is that I'm going through because I want to be an encouragement to people. I want to I want to help inspire people to um, to be their best selves, you know, even when um, they're not in the best of circumstances. But, um, you know, that's not always realistic. Sometimes, you know, life, um, just what you're going through and the sensitivity of that just demands that you shut it all down and you know that's what i had to do and, and and that's why i've i've been really quiet for um you know the last 6 months or so and and, and i've you know i'm not really posting much um i've had to um uh, I, I i've had to you know really be disciplined about not saying much of anything at all about you know what i've been going through which is really hard for me
1: because
0: mm-hmm. cuz you know i like to talk and you know i like to you know, uh, I, I can I, I can I can just talk and, and I can get myself in trouble with how how open I can be. You know, and right. So, <laughs> so time, time and place yeah. for everything. Right. And so and so not doing that has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But I knew that that was necessary, um, you know, just given the, the sensitivity of everything that that um, that I went through this year. And so um, I, I just I want to Really, uh, lay out for people how I can help. Um, you know how I can help people who still have a passion for social media, and people like me whose lives revolve around social media. And and, and if you are you know a consultant, you, you work in social media, or you or you are you know in digital ministry or whatever, but you feel like you got to shut it, shut it down for yourself from a personal standpoint. How do you still show up and not just disappear? And how can you still contribute and still have a presence, um, you know, without, you know, getting into your personal business or what, without having your business bleed uh, on social media, but you can still show up. And so I want to be able to help people do that. And so that's kind of where my brand is right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm still, you know, uh, you know, trying to come out with ep- episodes and still trying to, you know, produce content or whatever. But I know that um, I know that. I have the ability, I think, to be able to really help people um, through that conundrum. and So I'm gonna be focusing a little bit of time um, on that,
1: trying to guide people through that. So that's kind of where I am now. So my last question, and it's kind of just an observation. When I look at this best nine, it looks like it was a um, synopsis of uh, the beginning of your triumph. And also kind of a mission statement for how your 2019 should look. Um, Based on that, would you call 2019 a success, failure, or like a work in progress? And uh, to piggyback off of that, um, what does that do for your 2020? Obviously, I don't think you're going to come out with another best nine list or anything like that, but uh, if you could use this to springboard into resolution, um, what kind of goals are you setting for yourself um
0: yeah I'm, I'm 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 definitely not gonna do the uh the best nine uh, thing this year but I, I think that really this year was a year of um building infrastructure um really wor- really working on the inner man more than anything um You know, there's some things that there's some seasons that that came to an end in in, 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 in 2019 uh, in a major way. There's some things that came to an end and uh, there's some things that began, uh, you know, where I am uh, right now. Professionally, that's really the biggest thing that's that's uh, taking place right now. Uh, In addition to my health is just, you know, I'm. Um, that job that I referred to uh, earlier, or whatever, where um, you know I look around and I have more education than everybody around me, but still, you know, uh, treating that job with the with the with, with, with the seriousness that uh, is required and not letting myself, you know, think too highly of myself, you know, I was able to, to grind it out and, um, you know, I thank God that I was able to, uh, to, to get a promotion and, um, you know, that job starts um, in January, that new position. And so, you know, just looking at um, getting better with that each and every day and really maximizing um, that opportunity for all it's worth. Um, I, I thought that that job was going to be, um, I, I didn't think I was going to be there very long and I just thought it was going to be a springboard to something else. But what ended up happening was that job, uh, has turned out to, uh, to be an opportunity for, for personal professional development for me in a way that I, I didn't see, uh, when I first started. And, um, I thank God for that. And I just want to continue that. Um, as far as, you know, specific goals, um, I I wish I had something more concrete for you right now, to be honest, but I just want to continue to, um, to grow and to get better, um, every single day. I guess the most specific thing I can say, I, I really want to get back into, in local ministry again. Um, I haven't really mm-hmm. been too involved in the local church uh, in the past uh, several years. And, you know, that might be shocking for somebody to hear. Um, but that's just kind of where, um, where things are or where things have been. But um, I really want to get anchored again uh, at a church. And I, I, I'm really praying right now. Um, I'm really hoping to get some answers uh, for that. Uh, by the end of the year or, or or by the very beginning of uh 2020 just re- really getting some clarity about uh you know where God wants me to 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 be and, and to serve uh for this next season of my life and um I I I I really believe that um you know once I can really get anchored again in a ministry I'm not looking to be a pastor or anything again um At this point in time or or maybe ever, but I do want to get anchored again uh, somewhere and and, and use the gifts that God has given me to uh, to to serve God's people uh, wherever uh, that may be. And uh, I I, I truly believe that uh, with that, that that's going to um, to help me uh, to help springboard me in some other areas. Um, I. I keep I keep sensing that. Um, some doors that were closed and I'm not trying to get too deep, but some doors that were closed before or some no's that I got in the past. Um, I'm feeling like I want to, um, to go back and see if those no's are still no's and some of those no's can become yeses. Um, that's, that's really, uh, the other thing that I'm really looking at, um, in, in a major way in, in, in 2020, I, I feel like there may be some opportunities, um, that were not there in 2015, 16, uh, 17, 2018. Um, and, and I feel like those opportunities might not have been there because I might not have been the person, um, that I needed to be then that I am now. Um, and, and I might not have been the person who could have handled that opportunity or, or steward that opportunity as well as I believe I might be able to now. And so, um, so just really looking to circle the wagons on, um, a few rejections that I got in the past and seeing, uh, seeing how those things may or may not materialize, um, in an, in a new year, a new decade, um,
1: uh, this, a, a new paradigm for myself. Well, you might be overqualified for him now. It might've been a reason that those doors closed.
0: Hey, we shall see if, if I was overqualified, if I was overqualified for them, then that just means that, um, that God has even greater. And so, um, if God has even greater than, than that, which I was, um, pursuing in the past, then that means, uh, 2020 is going to be a heck of
1: a year, man. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes with you, man. And just personally, um, uh, I'm super proud of you, man. I think over the last three years, you've really just been stair-stepping it as far as, uh, dominating and killing it. So I see nothing but success, uh, you know, in this next year and decade. And uh, I'm just excited to be along the way and being able to see it with you and experience it, uh, on the side, man. So just, uh, man, keep grinding, man. I'm excited. And I, I appreciate it, man. And, 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 and
0: you, and you are, you already know, man, you, uh, you have walked with me through, um, through hell. And, um, you know, when I didn't have anybody else that I could call on or, 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 or depend on, uh, you were there for me. Um, you've always uh been in my corner and, and been the most consistent friend that uh that i've ever had and so um and so 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 you know it's nothing but love man and i always appreciate um everything that 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 you um have done for me have always done for me and um and and, and, and yeah man i just um you know and I, I i just we we all have that one person and and some people may be blessed to have uh two or three but you always had that one person who who goes through hell with you and, and and you've been that person for me man and so i just thank you and i
1: appreciate you more than um i can express with uh words at, at this point in time absolutely man but before the seasons change on this podcast man um give give me all the socials and the the websites and the everything that we can see all the cool stuff you're doing
0: yeah man um um, uh, I play most these days on, on Twitter and Instagram at uh pastor Kyler and, and Kyler is uh, C Y L A R. Um, so, so yeah, that's pastor Kyler on Twitter, pastor Kyler on, uh, on IG. Um, I also have a podcast that's the, your digital pastor, uh, podcast. It, um, uh, I've had a few iterations of it, um, uh, uh, on this current iteration, uh, we're coming out with weekly episodes. Um, you can, you can find that on, um, on the anchor platform, uh, anchor.fm slash your digital pastor, or wherever you listen to podcasts, you can uh, subscribe to that. Um, you, you can, you can also find, uh, the, the show accounts on, um, uh, on IG at your digital pastor and uh, on Twitter uh, because uh, Twitter only allows you 15 characters. So it's you are digital pastor. So that's kind of, um, yeah. So, uh, those are the places, uh, that you can, can find me and, um, you know, shoot me a line, man. If you're ever looking for, um, any help in, uh, you know, digital ministry and, and, you know, helping, your church or your uh, nonprofit organization, clarify your message, man. Holler at your boy, man. And we can, uh, we can get together and do
1: something. Thank you to my good friend, Pastor Marcus, for, uh, everything that you dropped today. Um, it, I think this was a phenomenal conversation and, um, it could have gone much longer. Um, like I said, we're, we're both pretty long winded, but, um, I think it was just good. And it was kind of to the point and it really knocked out a lot of things that, we could all do. Um, so for uplift today, uh, it kind of reminded me of the things that we're talking about as we get prepared to head into a new year and, um, a new decade, even, and really start to take on new things in our lives. I was listening to uh, one of my line brothers, shout out to trio. Um, he was, uh, talking recently and he mentioned, um, accomplishing goals and, and making dreams reality. And, he made a comment that I thought was interesting about accomplishing the goals that you say out loud, but also um, working hard to uh, accomplish the ones that you don't tell anybody. And so I'm thinking that as we go into this new year and we set out these rules and lists and things that we're proud of and things that we want to do better and things that we want to vision board and, um, uh, just things that we want to make happen in the new year, new decade. Um, Let's make sure that we always remember to make sure we don't let ourselves down. So let's make sure that no matter what we do, no matter how many on this list that we make up, if we have hundred on the list and we get through 98, 99, or maybe we somehow overachieve and get through all of them. Uh, let's make sure we have some substance to them and we're doing them for the right reasons and we're setting the right goals that we can really accomplish and get something better out of that we can really use going forward. So as long as we're not letting ourselves down, um, that's the main goal. So maybe we only get through one goal, but it's the most important one. It's the one that'll drive us forward and be the catalyst to snowball the rest of them. So let's uh, make sure we put ourselves on this pedestal. Um, Let's treat ourselves right. Let's um, attack our goals fervently. And let's make sure that we always check in with ourselves And no matter how good we look or how bad we look and no matter how many boxes we check, we always make sure that we're checking in with ourselves and satisfying our own needs and desires. And we'll be fine. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy decade. Happy 2020. Where did I park? Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday, but I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly, and hope you'll join me again. Because once we get into the new year, I'm still going to need some help trying to find out where did I park, park, park.